Hello, EKN Nation. We are back. It is a new episode of This Week in Carding, episode number 70. It is October 16th, 2023. My name is David Cole, joined by Nate Dean. It has been quite some time since we've been able to get in the podcast studio for another episode of This Week in Carding. It was a busy uh, August and September program and into October as well, as it is now already the second half of October. And so we really only have two and a half months left uh, in the 2023 calendar year. Uh, this episode is presented by Sodi Racing USA. It's a multi-time world champion, and it's a Scusa Super Nationals winner. It is Sodi Kart. And starting in 2023, the Sodi brand has found a new home here in the United States. Sodi Racing USA is the new exclusive importer of the Sodi Kart chassis line under the karting distribution banner. The French manufacturer Sodi Kart is a leader within the karting industry, offering a wide range of products and services. The Sodi Racing chassis line offers product and classes from mini karts to KZ, all based on years of development and championship seasons around the world. Visit Sodi-Racing-USA.com to learn more about the Sodi Kart chassis or call 954-634-5111 to become part of the Sodi Racing USA network today. Sodi Kart, the world leader in the karting industry. So it is a This Week in Karting as uh, we are bringing you all the major news and topics surrounding the sport of karting. And as I mentioned earlier, uh, it's been a while, Nate. It's been since October 8, 2023, that when we recorded episode 69, we thought we were going to get a few more in uh, during this past period, but it uh, looks like it it didn't happen, did it, Nate? <laughs> yeah, it's the episodes have been kind of sprawled out the past couple of months. It seems like every week or so we're wrapping up some sort of series, whether it be Star, Scusa, USPKS. So it's been a bit busy and... Obviously, with 2024 calendars coming out, which we're going to talk about in a little bit, there's been a lot to report on in the world of carding and outside of calendars, too. But a lot to catch up on. Yes, there has been a, a lot of news that has happened um, over the last uh, essentially six to eight weeks since we've had a last show. And it, uh, it all kind of boils around scheduling. Uh, one of the things that hit while uh, we were at the United States Pro Kart Series event at the Motorsports Country Club of Cincinnati was a meeting, uh, online meeting between Supercarts USA, United States Pro Kart Series, and the STARS Championship Series program. So these three organizations, promoters, got together and kind of sorted out to try and make a little bit of a better schedule in terms of 2024 regarding you know, not being back to back or, or kind of moving some dates around. So we did see a, a shuffle in some of the schedules that were uh, published earlier in the year and stuff we've already talked about on other episodes of this week in carding. So we're kind of going to recap everything that's kind of happened. We're, we'll start out with Supercarts USA, uh, Nate, as they, uh, they're going back to the, the original format of having two uh, winter series events. So they'll do January and February as before they were going to have a third event, but that event has moved now to be the winter nationals event. That'll be March 18 or eight through the 10th. Um, and then they'll continue on with the spring nationals in June 14 through 16th, and then go with the summer nationals, July 26 through 28. So 
a more standardized look for Supercarts USA going into 2024 after what they had previously announced. Yeah, like you said, it's kind of the typical Scusa calendar that you're used to seeing kicking things off in March and then ending things by late July, early August. And that's what they're doing again. I don't think we have tracks confirmed yet. So that's something that we'll be keeping an eye out on to get those tracks and what order they'll be put in there. But something that's broke in the past couple of days or that's we broke today, the day of filming is a bit of a new format for 2024. Yeah, they they announced over the weekend that that new format that's going to kind of put a focus on Pro Shifter and now what they'll call Pro X30 uh, and, and kind of have limited on track sessions for those two categories. And there'll be kind of a, a separate uh, broadcast with the Cart Chaser production that they'll be still working with in 2024. Uh, so a limited, a limited on track for them on Friday, limited sessions on Saturday and kind of a focal point uh, when we get into their main events, I assume on Sunday, uh, a little restructuring of that along with a team championship prize announced uh, that will be uh, before the two categories. Um, and then also just an overall expansion of the, the prize package, boosting up to $310,000. Uh, up for grabs, including cash and a lot of prizes. And a lot of those prizes include uh, the uh, full season uh, Pro Tour entries and tires for the following season. And that for the Pro category, that includes all the top 10. So that's the interesting change uh, when you look at the price package for 2024, which will be including the top 10 drivers in those pro categories. So pro shifter and pro X 30. So um, interesting move by Supercarts USA to do that. Um, and and kind of, you know, I think, I think what it boils down to is it was too static. It was the same thing over and over. And now they're, they're looking to, to make some changes and kind of, kind of be unique and different. Yeah. And I think that's why uh, USPKS and stars have kind of, taken off in the past couple of years as they've strayed away from that uh, two final a weekend format. They've made some changes of their own and it's new and refreshing. And while Scusa does have a really good product on track and off track as well, it, like you said, it's just everyone has been doing that two final a weekend format for so long. And for it to have a bit of a shake up should be quite interesting, especially for the pro shifter and the pro x30 senior categories with that kind of pro show that it's being dubbed with both scusa and stars kind of going towards that format talk about stars in a little bit but uspks obviously one of the team the series that you talked about we're on that call to restructure one of the three major national series you could say is they had a bit of restructuring for their schedule they did. They, they've they adjusted some of their dates uh, from what they announced early in the year. Uh, again, sticking with uh, April to September. So they'll do April 5th, 5 through 7, May through 17, 19, June 28th through 30th, August 9th through 11, and September 27th through 29th. So kind of fit that in the, in the summer months. So not a lot of winter stuff. I know they've typically begun in the month of March. So they're moving now to April. So that was a, a bit of a change, I believe, there from, from this year, obviously. Um, and then, and then they, they kind of moved dates around again. So 
So they're not on top of Scusa and the stars is neither on top of either or. Uh, so that's good. I do I have spoken with Mark Coates of United States pro card series, both while at the series finale at track house motorplex and just this weekend, um, still finalizing the locations, uh, for all five rounds for all five weekends. Um, hopefully they'll have that confirmed. They're still working on all the contracts with all the racetracks to, to be able to announce that. So, um, I wouldn't expect to see, I know we've talked, we talked with Rob in the debrief about this, but I wouldn't expect to see too many changes, uh, for USPKS because they moved to five weekends. That was their big change here in 2023. So maybe for 2024, it's kind of like retuning or, or kind of refining what the changes they've done and kind of kind of kind of progress from there. And I think the one of the biggest things, Nate, is maybe the championship format because we had, I think, six of the well, probably five of the eight championships decided uh, mathematically already clocked, locked in uh, before we even turned laps at Trackhouse Motorplex. So maybe adjusting the point structure a little bit or maybe counting all five race weekends. I know that was kind of the talk throughout Trackhouse Motorplex about what to do to kind of help these championships come down to a little bit better. Obviously having five different winners in five in five different rounds certainly helps that. But when you get a couple drivers, you know, winning three of the four rounds, it kind of help, doesn't doesn't help in the in the championship fights that we want to see in the dramatic uh, fights going into the finale. Yeah, and maybe that's one of those things that you can loop into the kind of pro focus classes of maybe you don't give drops to the pro categories that you can put under of x30 and shifter maybe even throw k senior in there as well if you want to add a bit more drama and tension to that but obviously like you said you could do some restructuring for points or how drops work for to make it come down to the line so USPKS have a lot of smart staff underneath them and have a lot of time to figure that one out. So I'm sure they'll probably be looking into that one during the winter. Yeah. So we'll have to keep an eye on that and see obviously within the next couple of, of days or, or in the next couple of weeks, what uh, they'll be able to provide for the upcoming season for that. And we'll get into stars because again, they were the third leg of the meeting. Uh, and stars really working to make sure, you know, their dates don't fall on it on some of these other major events. And so they've they've already actually announced two of their locations. Uh, the first event will be April 26th through 28th. That does not have a location as of yet. Their second event, May 31st through the June 2nd, will be at Newcastle Motorsports Park. Uh, July 12th through the 14th will is a to be determined location as well. And then their finale will be at the Trackhouse Motorplex on September 12th through the 14th. So um, those are the dates for that. Uh, and as you mentioned, they've, uh, they were the first ones to announce the pro show type format before Supercarts USA did. So obviously, Cart Chasers working uh, side by side with those two organizations to, to kind of do this. Yeah. And just talking more about it, it could be one of the things that really helps turn the sport into not just the people who watch it and consume the media aren't just the people who race it maybe you start to attract more people more fans that like we said don't run don't really have anyone exactly that they know in it but they almost start to watch it more like indycar or formula one which i think that's one of the things that 
all the series and cart chaser will probably be aiming for is to try and get a bit of a fan base around this a bit more viewership for those pro categories so it's, and it's with, exciting and, for American and with Karting. stars with stars it'll be shifter and i believe the okn package so that yes. will be those will be the two categories focused because they do not have say a, a, a single speed tag category uh, they do have ka but the okn category is kind of their their single speed uh pro category there so um funny you mentioned f1 because back in 2020 this was my suggestion is making <laughs> pro shifter the headline category making it focused around the teams and the drivers and and limiting it and, then, and i think that's the one thing that the, these programs are going to have to look at is not everybody can be a pro driver like that's one thing we got to start looking at uh let's not make anybody let anybody go into pro even even usbks i know they have they have a lot of not a lot but a few drivers that you know just aren't up to snuff well why are they in the pro category they shouldn't be there so we'll see kind of how they address that obviously numbers kind of dictate that and and the type of number of entries i think uspks can kind of get away with maybe knocking it down to only 30 drivers um because that's where where they've typically have averaged but we'll see what Supercarts USA, USPKS, and Stars does with that. Um, so with those three organizations getting together, it kind of shuffled up come a little bit of the winter program schedules. Um, not so much on the East Coast, but it did on the West. So that kind of made uh, things a little bit chaotic for Andy Saisman and the Challenge of the Americas. So they actually had to move one of their uh, dates, which was the series finale. So that has moved from April 12th to the 14th now. And they will continue to hold the opening two rounds in the first weekend of February, first weekend of March. And most recently, they announced the actual locations for those races. So February 2nd through the 4th will be at the Muscleman Honda Circuit in Tucson, Arizona, a great place to open up the season. February is a great time to be down there because it gets it can be a little bit chill, but sunny all day long. So that certainly helps. March 1st through the 3rd will be at the K1 circuit. So the new racetrack that we are all anticipating of opening up to the public, uh, still not quite open yet. They're still waiting on permits and certain situations to kind of get through before they can open to the public. Obviously the facility is still going through, uh, their phases of, of construction as well too, but the racetrack itself is ready to go. So it's everything else aside from that. So that'll be, as of right now, the second event for Challenge in Americas. And of course, the series finale, April 12th through the 14th at Sonoma Raceway in wine country. So uh, kind of a the standardized schedule for Challenge in Americas ending a little bit later than they typically do. But but Nate, that K1 circuit is certainly the uh, dangling the carrot in front of all the rabbits. <laughs> Yeah, after it was uh, pulled from this year's Pro Tour, I think everyone's just been kind of itching to get there and seeing all the photos and videos online of what looks like a really uh, interesting and fun track to drive on. It should be fun to go see that once uh, Challenge of the Americas goes there. I think a lot of people have been calling for that like mecca of like a cart track that like newcastle does with yeah, the west that track yeah, house does on the east coast now you have yeah. that on the west coast yeah something on the west coast exactly nate yeah that's what they've been striving for they've been waiting for you know because the california is a massive landmass so a lot of people there and they all need somewhere to go there's a lot of little tracks uh 
when I say little, I mean um, uh, more grassroots focused for focused uh, facilities. Uh, but they all want, like you said, the the Newcastle Motorsports, the track houses that have garages and the 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 restaurant and the shops and everything that you can get right there. Obviously, that's not really the focus of what K1 Circuit is going to be doing. They're obviously going to be more focused on their arrive and drive programs that they do there, similar to what we saw at Cal Speed. You know, they were really focused on the arrive and drive stuff, but they 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 promoted a lot of racing, and thankfully, Mike Smith. Uh, understands that he's the general manager there at K1 Circuit. So again, it's just kind of a wait and see till they uh, they get everything in line. So, so with that, uh, Florida Winter Tour, they uh, their dates have pretty much stayed the same for the last number of years. Kind of the middle part of the first three months of the year, and they announced their locations, which is something that kind of is noteworthy. January 19th through the 21st will be at the AMR Motorplex of uh, AMR Motorplex at Homestead Miami Speedway, uh, th- which is uh, a return there. It has been not, it's been a long time since the Florida Winter Tour has actually been to Homestead. And they'll return there for February 16th through the 18th. And then wrap things up March 15th through the 17th in Orlando. So um, it's interesting because this kind of puts Scusa and Florida Winter Tour working together to have back-to-back weekends or or I think they're back-to-back weekends from what I recall. I forgot to pull up the winter series uh, dates, but uh, back-to-back for Scusa winter and Florida winter tour and the opening two months at Homestead. So interesting to see uh, the cooperation going on, not only, you know, with the, the three organizations we talked about before, but with rock up USA and Supercarts USA as well. Yeah. And like you said, it's been a while since they've gone to Homestead, changing up their schedule a bit from, last season with i believe orlando is the only returning track obviously since we have gotten homestead of course orlando is the only returning track not going back to uh pk motorsports park or to tampa this season so i think to those drivers they'll be running the florida winter tour and maybe the scusa winter series they might have a bit of a orlando situation from last year where <laughs> you get a bit tired of homestead amr but still it's a track that produces some really good really good racing that we saw down there for the winter series for Scusa this year. So I think it should be a fun one. And at least it's warm down there yeah. always. So that's, that's always a positive, but you know, like you said, they go different directions. So that does help. You're not going in the same direction for, for each weekend. Um, and yeah, St. Pete, you know, that they're getting new, new uh, stadium built. So that, I think that's one of the reasons why that was not in play this year because of the new stadium getting built right on the parking lot. Uh, where they were racing so a lot uh, transpired certainly over the last few weeks and last couple of months regarding the schedule so with that we'll head into our first commercial break it's been a long first segment but we'll get into uh, the FIA Karting World Championship and a new uh, title sponsor for the race road tax season in 2024 after these commercials ready to step up your game joining the Rawlison Performance Group is the obvious choice to take your racing to the next level Industry-leading driver development is provided by our staff of multi-time national champions, Super Nationals winners, and Team USA members. And at the same time, RPG continues to be a national-level powerhouse race team. Our goal is to help you raise your game and win races. We work with all age groups and are focused on developing those cadet and junior drivers who are ready to take the next step in their racing program. 
Rawls and Performance Group has set a new standard with our in-house engine program, AVP Engines, headed by Alex Vincent. AVP has become the benchmark in IAMI competition. We have the largest OTK inventory that follows our race team, providing trackside parts at all the major events in North America. RPG also offers multilingual support with French, Spanish, and Portuguese-speaking staff. If you want to fight for championships or want to improve your skills and your chances to win, the answer is to call RPG at 503-260-4514. The Rawls Performance Group. We race to win. It all started in 1994, when former successful kart driver Albino Perlin decided to move his passion for karting from the track to his small workshop. That's when Perlin was born. Fast forward 20 years and Perlin's passion for the sport led to the company rejoining international competitions as a factory team in WSK and CIK FIA races with the aim of enhancing the research and development process, immediately achieving notable results around Europe, North America, and Asia, becoming the CIK FIA Asia Pacific KZ champion in the same year. Perlin USA is North America's source for Perlin products we run a factory team at all of the major Supercarts USA and Rock Cup USA events. The Parallel chassis lineup for 2021 includes the Invader Shifter, the Le Mans Tag Single Speed Chassis for Junior and Senior Classes, and a 28mm Mini Kart for the Cadet Classes. Parallel has been winning races all over the world, and it's on top of the podium in the USA as well, with drivers like Kai Sorensen, Mateus Arjuela, and Alessandro de Tullio. Get on the chassis that's winning. Drive a Parolin. For more information, head to ParolinUSA.com. Leading Edge Motorsports is the industry answer to winning in karting. At the helm is industry veteran Greg Bell, who has orchestrated the success of many drivers dating back to the mid-1990s. Based in Lodi, California, Leading Edge Motorsports is the Western importer with IP karting that includes the Praga and Formula K chassis brands. Leading Edge Motorsports provides in-depth driver development for those racers in Northern California and across the country. Arrive and drive services, kart preparation, and driver coaching are available under the LEM tent throughout the season. Bell's record of working with drivers includes recent victories at North America's biggest karting events, including the Rock the Rio, and the Scusa Super Nationals. Greg Bell's knowledge for building engines spans two decades and is now under the Mega Power branding, providing reliable engine service and tuning knowledge. No matter the chassis brand, choose Mega Power to get to the front. Click over to LeadingEdgeMotorsports.com for more and find them on social media to stay connected. At Leading Edge Motorsports, winning never gets old. And welcome back to This Week in Karting, episode number 70. It is October 16th, 2023. I'm David Cole, joined by Nate Dean. We're providing you all the major news and notes and topics that have hit the ECAN homepage over the past basically two months that uh, we've been away from the podcast studios for This Week in Karting. Uh, one of the events that taken place recently, uh, actually while we were at the USPKS series finale this year, was the FIA Karting World Championships taking place in Italy. Uh Nate, this was certainly a, a dramatic event, uh, especially when you got into the main events with uh, with the amount of carnage 
and the the issues that happened during the main event, one of them being the Joe Turney incident, uh, was involved in a, in a in contact, stalled the cart, got out of the cart, and began pushing the cart to refire, and was essentially driven into by another cart, um, suffering significant injuries to his leg and ankle and foot region. Um, you know, got to see photos of him at the hospital. So uh, a positive spirit right now for Joe Turney. So first off, uh, all our, our best wishes to Joe Turney, who was the uh, one of the top drivers here in the USA, probably among where I know we're working on the driver rankings right now, but among one of the drivers that'll be up at the top of the for the, uh, for the tag rankings here. So um, all our best to Joe Turney as he uh, begins his uh, recovery from the injuries sustained. Yeah, and over in Europe, it's just been interesting racecraft, to say the least, on some occasions between, uh, obviously, that uh, this last race weekend, and then you can think back a couple of months to the K100 senior champion from the Super Nationals last year, Thomas Solsermanis, when he got into a bit of a argy-bargy situation that, left a lot of heads scratching but the driving standards has been a little weird over there as of late but still the racing's been pretty darn good as usual with fia world championship events and getting into a couple of the classes that the headliners in ok1 yeah okay was uh interesting as we talked about again i think over half the field was retired and did not take the checkered flag. So that was kind of the noteworthy part of it. But still up front, uh, it was Cart Republic taking another world championship title with uh, Kirill Kuskov uh, from, uh, I believe he is from Russia. So running without a actual country uh, designation because of that uh, aboard the Cart Republic powered by IAMI. So again, another world championship for that. Rene Lammers, the Dutch driver for Perlin, with uh, TM Power was in the second position. And I believe the uh, a former junior champion, uh, Keen Nakamura Berta from Japan aboard a Kart Republic powered by AMI was the third driver on the podium. So a diverse podium this year. Uh, and again, just uh, the, the kind of the, the, the craziness of that race. Uh, we did have one USA driver in the field, Preston Lambert racing with Sodi uh, powered by TM, uh, was unable to qualify for the main event. Uh, but so Preston's, uh, busy European schedule did not pay off for him to be able to qualify, uh, for the main event. And then you go into the okay junior category, Drez van Legendonk, uh, the Belgian on the Expree, powered by TM was able to secure his world championship with Christian Costoya, the Spaniard, uh, aboard the Paralyn powered by TM. And then Scott Kin Lindblom from Sweden uh, on the Tony Kart, powered by Vortex, finishing up in the third spot. We actually had two USA drivers in the junior category. Jack Iliff was able to uh, make the main event, unfortunately, recorded a DNF aboard his Paralin, powered by TM, uh, ending up 34th in the overall class of classifications. And then Vivek Canthan, a uh, Paralyn teammate to to Iliff, uh, was a did not qualify. So uh, uh, not exactly good showings by the USA drivers, but uh, you know throughout the season we've seen seen them do really well. And uh, you know hopefully we'll get uh, another name added with uh, Lake Speed in the World Championship senior categories and Logan Sargent in the junior ranks. 
Yeah, and like you said, a bit of an uncharacteristic weekend for the admittedly few American drivers we have running over there. Both uh, Iliff and Vacanthan on their weekend are well within that top 10 fight and on their potential. So unfortunate for them this weekend, but at least the pace is there. Yeah, I think Iliff was in the top 10 on the on the main event starting grid. So again, just a, a unfortunate ending for him. Uh, our next topic is the uh, deals with the race Rotax program here in the United States. And they have actually signed XGEL Motorsport as the title sponsor for the 2024 season. And that's going to uh, uh, help pro- uh, build a relationship with uh, Japanese racers. So first off, the XGEL Motorsport is a, pro- they produce driver protection products, which includes rib vests, padding, and neckwear. Um, they are going to be the title sponsor for the U.S. Trophy West Series, the U.S. Trophy East Series, and the U.S. Trophy Final that happens at the end of the year. Um, it hasn't been designated how it's going to happen, but the race road tax or the XGEL Motorsport Race Road Tax Program will send one mini driver, one junior driver, and one senior driver to represent the USA at the Max Champ Series event in Japan. So. Three drivers from the USA are going to be able to get the opportunity to go to Japan and compete in one of their events. And then three drivers from J- Japan in those categories will have the opportunity to compete in the United States. So a very cool addition to what is a growing race road tax program here in the USA uh, to have not only a title sponsor, but a great working relationship with uh, with the series in Japan to help further grow uh this this uh the rotax brand here in the united states yeah it's kind of a cool crossover of what we have going on for them with some usa drivers going to race in japan and some japanese drivers coming over stateside to race with us you see a lot of different nationalities in u.s karting as it is mainly from south america and some from europe but you don't see a whole lot of asian drivers coming over here which could be a cool experience for us and for them and for those american drivers that do get to go over to japan which will most likely be a once in a lifetime opportunity for them to go and race rotax over there should be pretty cool yeah, because uh, Asia has not hosted a Rotax Grand Final, so that'll be interesting to see if they ever do go. That I think I correct myself. I think Malaysia actually did host uh, one year. I want to say maybe twenty twenty four. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So uh, the West program actually has dates secured for the twenty twenty four season, which is coming up just around the corner. Uh, February twenty third through the twenty fifth will be at the Phoenix Kart Racing Association. And then they will head to the Muscleman Honda Circuit in Tucson, Arizona on March 22nd through the 24th. And then wrap things up April 12th through the 14th with a location to be announced at a future time. Uh, with that, we'll head into our next commercial break. And after that, we'll get into the Tillotson T4 Nations Cup. Made in the USA. That's exactly what you get from Precision Carding Technologies. Based in Detroit, Michigan, PKT brings over 35 years of manufacturing experience to the sport of karting. Their passion for the sport began focusing around the kid kart platform and has expanded every year with hundreds of products designed to put you on the podium. Precision Karting Technologies is known around North America for their successful line of axles available in all age groups. PKT manufactures a number of engine products for Comer, IAMI, Rock, Rotax, 
and the popular Briggs & Stratton 206. A wide variety of chassis components for the many brands in the sport are available through PKT, including hubs, pedal risers, skid plates, and other hardware for your cart. Axle straightening, chassis adjustments, engine service, and specific CNC machining projects are available through their Motor City headquarters. To learn more about the many products and services available from Precision Karting Technologies, head to pktaxles.com. Made in the USA. It's not just a statement, it's the mission at Factory Carts of America. Led by four-time Supernats champion Billy Musgrave, Factory Carts manufactures their frames completely in-house at the Riverside, California facility. Built and designed from the ground up specifically for the American karting market, Factory Carts brings new innovations and solutions that are long overdue. Factory Carts bring together the highest quality materials to produce a high-performance, long-lasting cart that has been designed and perfected from three years of development with a focus for a big push across North America in 2023. No other karting manufacturer stands behind its product like Factory Carts does, providing a two-year warranty on all their frames. Do you remember when American Made meant innovative, original, stronger, faster, and just plain better? Well, American Made is back. Contact Factory Carts today to join the American Made movement. Learn more by visiting factorycarts.com or email Billy anytime at info at factorycarts.com. Hey there, my name is Dion Bob Moltke, and I grew up karting and was fortunate enough to one day achieve my dream of becoming a professional race car driver. Looking back at my career, the most fun I had was in karting, but it was also one of the most challenging times in my career too. I often found myself craving expert guidance from someone who had been there before, that had done it and knew the right path forward, but it just wasn't available. And that's why I created Blaze Coaching. It's a platform designed to ensure every driver has the chance to learn from the best, from those who have faced the challenges and know what it takes to become a champion in our sport. Just imagine being coached by 2023 Indy 500 winner Joseph Newgarden, or Indy 500 front wheel qualifier Spencer Piggott, or how about Acura factory driver Ricky Taylor? They're all here as coaches on Blaze, ready to help you along your path. It's designed to meet you where you are. So no matter what your experience level is, where you race, what you race, or what your goals are, your Blaze coach is there to help. Are you ready to unlock your potential? Visit blaze.io backslash carding today. That's B-L-A-Y-Z-E dot I-O backslash carding. Welcome back to episode number 70 of This Week in Carding. It is October 16th, 2023. David Cole joined by Nate Dean as we're giving you some news and notes and hot topics in the sport of carding. One of the interesting programs that happened recently was the Tillotson T4 Nations Cup, where two drivers were able to secure a championship or victory at the uh, Nations Cup race that was held at the Cardodromo Internacional Lucas Guerrero facility on September 22nd through 24th. So just before we got going to the uh, Cup Carts North America Grand Nationals, this this event international event took place i believe they want to say 28 countries were represented uh, at this event again focused around the tillotson uh, engine program and again all spec chassis as well too so very similar to what we see at the rotex grand finals but a four cycle version 
of that with the Tillotson T4 Nations Cup. Uh, two drivers represented Team USA in the mini category. Hudson had to hid. I can see I'm terrible at names. Nate, what do you think? Hid. Hidalgo. 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 There you go. I think so. And Matthew Renal. We'll go with that. They finished 19th and 26th, respectively. Uh, but the first victory of the event for Team USA came in the junior category with Chase Bascagulo, uh, the Florida driver, picking up the victory. Eric Custo in the fourth position, Chase Gassat Lee in eighth, Truly Adams 12th, and Matteo Richter in the 23rd spot. So a good showing by the junior drivers. Uh, both kind of a mixture of Florida and California drivers, I believe, all in that. And then in the senior category, Noah Russer uh, was able to secure the top spot of the podium with Colin Warren, the long, the what, seven time Cup Cards North America Grand Nationals winner, finishing in the third spot. So two drivers on the podium in the senior category, also with Tyler McIntyre in six, Cameron Reed in seven, and Santiago Hermiti in 12th. So you had uh, one, two, three, four, five drivers in the top 12 for Team USA. Uh, James Andres, the third, finished 30th. Well, Jarrett Voorhees and Joseph Gabar Garbo were did not qualify drivers. And also in the senior 165 category, now that's kind of like the Masters division. They, I don't know why they don't call it Masters. Um, Casey Cook, the driver from California, ended up finishing on the podium in the third spot after uh, being one of the top drivers all week long, weekend long. Uh, and then Phil Pignatero, Piggy, was uh, returning after racing last year, I believe was racing for a podium spot and got wrecked last year, ended up finishing in the self seventh position. So uh, Team USA was able to take home the actual Nations Cup for the most points for a nation. I believe they take the top two drivers uh, from each class, and they that's how they add up their, their points for the Nations Cup. So uh, a great performance for Team USA uh, at the Tillotson T4 Nations Cup. Nate, that's that's a cool, cool, another cool event to add to the calendar that's unique and different and has the opportunity for for drivers who typically don't have the opportunity to go race internationally, especially at the top level. Yeah, and looking at some of the results from that weekend and some of the drivers that we're really used to seeing uh, stateside, like Chase, uh, Truly Adams, Noah Rosser, Colin Warren, all those guys, who are consistently up there when racing over here, but you don't really see them traveling outside the U.S. as much as other drivers would. It's cool for them to get that opportunity to challenge themselves against the world's best. And like you said, to for Team USA to walk away with the Nations Cup is some serious bragging rights going into the future. Yeah, and some drivers were able to win actual tickets to the event. Some drivers just paid their way in there because, again, it was an open event, uh, open to anyone willing to go and race at it. So kind of very similar to what we've seen this past weekend at the Rock Cup Super Final. Uh, We'll have a a kind of a recap of the Team USA drivers that were there at this at that event as well, too. So we'll get that up on the website. We'll talk about that probably more on the next edition of This Week in Carding. So with that, we'll head into our final commercial break. We'll talk more about the the uh, all the all the content, podcasts, editorial, and on the radio network that are hitting that is hitting EKN. So we'll get to uh, that information after these commercials. 
There's a new hot button name in American safety equipment, Stilo USA. Every product with Stilo is focused on safety, comfort, and function. Stilo USA is happy to provide you with the proper safety apparel to keep you protected on the track and their karting lineup is second to none. The ST5 KRT karting helmet is available for $599. Manufactured using a lightweight and extremely strong composite material, the KRT provides an excellent fit and comfort level due to its dual density interior foam lining and it's equipped with a symmetrical visor that offers excellent vision and an effortless central visor locking system. The ST5 CMR standard was developed jointly by the FIA Institute and Snell Memorial Foundation to ensure safer and lighter weight helmets for the younger carters. Drivers rave about the superior comfort levels, lightweight construction, and the unparalleled field of vision. The perfect youth helmet is available for $549. Stilo didn't stop with their helmets either. The newly developed Carbon Curva Rib Protector is unlike any on the market with its form-fitting solution to offer superior protection. Head to StiloHelmets.com to review these and many more products to keep you safe on the track. Stilo, any competition, one helmet. Wins in the sport's biggest races and championships in national and regional series all over the country, they're all on Nitro Kart's growing resume. Nitro Kart continues to make its statement as the best, fastest, and winningest cadet chassis on the American market. In 2021, Nitro Kart won the three biggest crowns in America in the Microsoft division, with Matteo, Rosu, and the Scusa Pro Tour, and both the Super Nationals and the USPKS titles with Keelan Harvick. At the Super Nats alone, three of the top five drivers on the podium got there on a Nitro Kart. The results are clear. If you want to win in Cadet, get a Nitro Kart and join our team. At Nitro Kart, we're all about driver development. Nick Tucker and the Nitro Crew's racing resumes are extensive, and their passion for helping our kids learn is unparalleled. Racing is about consistent learning, and that's what we're all about here at Nitro Kart. Never wanting to quit, we've continued to extend the reach of our driver development program. In addition to expanding into the junior and senior karting categories, we've also launched Nitro Motorsports, which will field two cars this season in the Trans Am by Pirelli series one being piloted by karting champion Brent Cruz. Not only can we develop your young driver, but we can also provide the platform if a move to cars is in your plan. And our second seat is available. If you're serious about your driver's career, contact us today. Cometic Gasket is a leading worldwide supplier of gaskets and engine sealing solutions for karting, automotive performance, power sports, original equipment, and the remanufactured engine industries. Kemetic Karting Gaskets are available as OE replacement top-end kits or as individual gaskets and seals. Just like competitive carters, Kemetic can operate on the fly and has the unique capability to customize any gasket to meet specific engine requirements and clearances. All of Kemetic's fiber materials are asbestos-free and do not require any additional sealants. Viton oil ring cylinder head seals are used in each two-cycle kit, and Kemetic's four-cycle engine kits feature only the most advanced multi-layer steel head gaskets. Kemetic can tailor to engine builder-specific needs through bulk ordering and packaging flexibility. Kemetic gaskets are must-haves for championship-winning teams across multiple disciplines of both professional and amateur motorsports. Kemetic gasket. 
ceiling championships since 1989. And welcome back to the final segment of This Week in Karting. It is episode number 70. I'm David Cole, joined by Nate Dean on this October 16th, 2023, Monday. Oh, it's a case of the Mondays. I hate the Mondays. <laughs> I love Office Space. That's a great movie. Um, <laughs> you probably weren't even born yet, were you? No, no. <laughs> definitely not. Have you watched it? Have you seen that movie? I've seen clips of it here and there, oh, but I've never okay. watched the full thing. Oh, it's just it's just a good movie. Good, funny movie. A lot of a lot of just silly, silly comedy. The bobs make me laugh. It's just a lot of people in it. Jennifer Aniston, of course, my favorite. And um, and just uh, the stapler guy and all that. It's just good. Um, so we'll get into the Ecan. Yeah, we'll do. Maybe we'll do it a movie podcast this winter when we ha- when we have time. At <laughs> uh, Ecan editorial again, a lot happening over the last two months. So we kind of narrowed it down to a few things. Of course, uh, driver of the month that we awarded during that time for the month of July it was Harley Keeble with his Supercar USA Pro Tour double win at the Summer Nationals. So he stood out as a driver of to, to earn that honor, picking up victory on his Sodi Kart Racing or Sodi Racing USA entry. Uh, driver of the month for August, Turner Brown, the uh, the junior driver moving into the X30 junior category for the first time at the USPKS program and was able to score victory at the Motorsports Country Club of Cincinnati. Uh, during the month of August. Uh, Driver Diary, AJ Myers provided us a three-segment part, uh, kind of previewing and test going over his testing weekend and, of course, the actual weekend itself at the FIA Karting KZ World Championships. So got to uh, get some insight into what the Magic Kart USA driver uh, went through as he prepared for the event and actually took part and in Germany at Wackersdorf, I believe was the location of that race. Uh, and then we had our CKNA champions profile. So leading up to the cup cards, North America, grand nationals, we had a number of champions from the divisional programs that they do have and kind of highlighted some drivers beating into, uh, the weekend. I don't think any of those champions actually won a grand nationals victory. I'm trying to think about that. That we did that that we did a profile on. I'm trying to think. Nate, do you, have, do you thinking back? Do you recall? I, I don't think I don't think we did one on McKeithen. We didn't do one on Overback. The only thing would be if Todd, Spencer Height won Kid Cart, but I don't think he, he didn't win Kid Cart. Did. No, he didn't win the. So Grand I Nationals. don't think we did then. Yeah. So maybe that's a curse. Maybe we should do that for the champions next year. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll be uh, returning in 2024. Yeah, but we're, yeah, maybe we'll just highlight different people. I don't know. But yeah, that was unique. But again, when you're talking about an event that has uh, nearly 500 entries, it's very tough to to win in any of the eight categories they do have, or nine, eight, eight, nine. I can't remember now. Anyway, uh, you can read up on the actual Cup Cards North America Grand National 7 along with the USPKS MCC Weekend, Rock Island Grand Prix, U.S. Trophy Final, and the United States Pro Cards Series Finale at Trackhouse Motorplex. All those cover, all the coverage from those events are available on the website. So make sure, again, if you didn't get it during that weekend, go back, go to the website, get give us a read, give, give us 
enjoy enjoy the coverage we provided for those events. So uh, a lot of podcasts, Nate, that we've been able to kind of go through and and record over the last two months. So it's not like we weren't doing a podcast. We just weren't doing the This Week in Carding episodes. So uh, again, all our podcasts are available through iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Podbean, or any other podcast outlets that you may uh, download your, your podcast from. Make sure you get you subscribe to ECAN Radio Network wherever you download your podcast and give us a review. Nate, just kind of run through all the different podcasts we've been able to do over uh, the last two months. Yeah, so obviously the last this week in carding was all the way back on August 8th. So we've had a few since then, had a face-to-face leading up to the Rock Island Grand Prix and then the Outlap in Debrief episodes for the USPKS Round 4 for the Motorsports Country Club of Cincinnati. Another face-to-face leading up to the Rotax national event at Newcastle, a hot seat with Randy Kugler, another debrief from the Rock Island Grand Prix, another outlap and debrief for that U.S. trophy final that we talked about with that face-to-face, another face-to-face with uh, CKNA that was with Greg Jasperson leading up to what was the biggest four-cycle event in the U.S., and then you have the outlap and the debrief episodes for CKNA Grand National 7, along with another face-to-face for the IKF event that will be coming up soon. I believe that's at Speed Sports, if I'm not mistaken. This weekend, yeah. This weekend. And then finally, the Outlap and Debrief episodes to close off the 2023 USPKS season for their final round at Trackhouse Motorplex. So of those podcasts, Nate, which one would be the one to download? Because there's many there, but you can only you can only download one. Which one would it be? Just because of relevancy and the champ, the final weekend in the championship, I would think it would have to be either one of the debrief or outlaps for USPKS because that was a really fun weekend to watch throughout. So I would go with that one. Well, yeah, you weren't there, so you don't know what happened. You weren't on the show, exactly. so that makes, that makes sense. See, my, my favorite is the Randy Kugler hot seat, where I, I don't know if you caught this, but he put Ryan Norberg as one of the top three drivers ever in USA karting. Really? Really, he did. Now, and he's seen them all. I mean, he's Randy Kugler's as old as dirt. I mean, he he's seen them all. So um, it's pretty interesting that he put that. But so it, I, you know, I was hoping to get more feedback on that. Didn't get that. So again, anybody listening to this episode, I'd love to hear your viewpoint on that. Um, obviously, Norberg picking up his third USPKS championship, which you can listen to about in the debrief that Nate mentioned. Um, it, you, you know, three championships there, five in Supercar 2 USA competition. And you got to feel like, you know, over the last 10 years, you know, single speed racing has been significant here uh, in the USA for karting. And there's been a lot of drivers to try and knock both Norberg down. You know, Brandon Jarzakrak being one of them was able to win four championships at USPKS uh, before Norberg picked up his three. So uh, to kind of put those drivers back to back, they've they've dominated USPKS competition over the last seven years. So that's that's pretty stout uh, to be able to see that happen. So uh, interested interested to hear on people's viewpoints on that. 
Uh, so with that, we'll talk about our EKN Radio Network. Again, the upcoming shows to debut on the 24-hour, seven days a week channel, the only karting radio station in the world. You'll hear this episode of This Week in Karting, and we'll continue to play the rewinds of the Supercards USA Super Nationals. Right now, it is actually the Super Nationals 17 that is playing today. Um, that was 10 years ago, so 2013. That was... Nate, that was the largest Super Nationals we've ever had with over 600 entries. But we did have, I believe, 13 classes because we also had three Rotax divisions, both uh, DD2, Rotax Senior, and Rotax Junior competing just after we got done with the Rotax Grand Finals down in NOLA for the uh, the 2013 edition of that. So that's an interesting uh rewind to listen to to hear all the main events from super sunday i don't think we're i don't think 600 is going to be an easy number to get to for super nationals nate i know we almost did last year with i what 580 so it was close but that's going to be a really tough number to to, to kind of match or surpass going into the future oh yeah especially with what you said 13 classes from yeah. That year will be kind of hard to beat that one, especially with uh, class 12. caps being nope. ever more present. Yeah, 12 classes that year. So, Still, that's a lot of I mean, we, we, we had 10 last year and got 586. So I think, you know, obviously that's something we didn't talk about in the Scusa uh, side of things was the cancellation of X30 Master from the super nationals. So that was a unique announcement. Obviously numbers didn't dictate them providing that category. So it's going to help kind of refill the K 100 master division. Um, but I think overall in terms, I th it's interesting to see how, how that, because that at one time, and now mind you, it was, you know, nearly 15 years ago, probably when that category first really took off, it was one of the first classes to be sold out. Uh, at the 44 driver mark. So it's weird to see kind of the ebbs and flows that our sport has been going to because it looks like youth now is kind of the focus of, of karting here in the U.S. and around the world. Yeah, the whole cliche of the future of the sport. So you can <laughs> kind of understand that. But you, it's kind of disappointing after the turnout they had last year for X30 Masters, but it's also... Right understanding because that class on the USPKS schedule for Scusa and pretty much everywhere else has pretty much vanished. So it understanding why a lot of masters drivers have switched to that KA platform because there's just more of an opportunity to race that weekend and week out compared to X30. So it stinks and it's had a lot of great moments has the X30 master category, but unfortunate, but we could kind of see that one coming. Yeah, it began as Tag Master back in, two, I'm looking at my spreadsheet right now, 2003. Uh, Michael Brooks was the inaugural winner. I don't have the entries for that. I got to find those results. But I know he was a back-to-back -back winner winning 2003, 2004. It was, in uh, tw it was in 2010 that the category reached 45 drivers and, and became one of the quickest categories to sell, sell out and really has matched that, that number uh, sense, uh, except for this year now, 
uh, when we uh, do not have that category. So kind of a sad note there, but we'll we'll get back into happy stuff because we'll be doing uh, roundtables. We're going to start doing some roundtables on the uh, not uh, on, on not only the ECAN Radio Network, but also on YouTube as well or ECAN YouTube page. So make sure to kind of keep an eye on that once we get things settled down from uh, the Super Nationals. And then, of course, we have the Rotax grand finals coming in the beginning of December. So after that, we'll kind of, we'll kind of, you know, during the small little off season that we do have in the month of, of December, we'll try and get a round table started and maybe try and continue that through the winter months because we know how hectic and crazy people can get locked away in the cold places that we do live in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's coming up on ECAN? We have what we just mentioned, the Supercards USA Super Nationals 26, which will be coming on November 8th through the 12th. So we'll be doing our trackside live program from the Las Vegas Motor Speedway in Las Vegas, Nevada. It is going to be a interesting and unique event. We already know because uh, Supercards USA has shown the pit map that it will be in a different parking lot than it has been uh, previously uh, when we did go to the Las Vegas Motor Speedway in 2021. Uh, it is going to be on the north side of the oval rather than the south side of the oval. And that is going to be uh, provide for a, a much smaller, what looks like a smaller type layout for the racetrack itself. So, Nate, I'm interested to see the actual track layout they do come up with. Um, they have basically two sections that will be pat the paddock area because, again, the paddock space is so massive when we go to the Super Nationals. And thankfully, with the space they do have there, we're able to, to provide a lot of space for paddock. Uh, but it'll be broken up, and the racetrack will kind of all be right there on the backside of the front stretch grandstands. And it's actually, I think the track will go over the actual space start finish line that that continues from the oval outside to the back area there where we'll be set up for the racetrack in super nationals 26 yeah that'll be cool as long as it produces good racing i don't care what shape it looks like but i know scusa and the parties that will be working on that will make something fun for all the drivers this year yeah and i think that's something that's been talked about is is changing up the layout because it's kind of been the same for the last number of years uh, dating all the way back to, I want to say, what, 2018 when we went back to the Rio. So it's been very similar to to the same layout over and over again, which, again, it produces good racing. You don't want to change it up too much. So we'll see as long, like you said, as long as it produces some fun racing, good racing and competitive racing, exciting finishes. I think that's all that's going to matter. So uh, we'll continue to keep you updated. Again, follow us on all social media channels to uh, to keep updated on that and all the other things going on in the sport of karting. And so we'll wrap up this episode. Nate, any final words uh, for what has been a This Week in Karting episode that has been waiting in the wings for two months? A lot covered. <laughs> in this in this one hopefully it's not as much in the next one but especially with scusa and supernats coverage starting to ramp up it might not be able to do one of these for a while so yeah we'll try and we'll try and get another one out quickly as we'll get more news probably about supernationals and other programs around the sport uh in the next couple of weeks so with that we'll uh, we'll wrap up this show I'm for Nate Dean. I'm David Cole. Thank you for tuning in and until next time.